Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. So welcome back to another episode of the Ex-Expert Podcast, where you know that we are here to offer you all kinds of tips and advice on everything divorce-related. Our deal is we've lived it, so we get it. I'm Jessica. And I'm TH. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have Dr. Michelle Weissman joining us. She is a PhD who is an adjunct faculty at NYU for over 30 years. She is also a licensed clinical social worker and specializes in couples and family therapy. So welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. So this is such an interesting conversation that um, we're going to be having today because in our our talk on the phone, you know, a few days ago, one of the things that we were talking about was that when people are in marriage counseling, um, oftentimes there comes a point in that process where at least one of the people will decide that, you know, they've worked as much as they can. They've tried as hard as they can. And for whatever reason, good or bad. Um, they're kind of done. And so it's such an interesting concept that we want to ask you about. So how can a person, um, I don't want to say use their therapist, but kind of uh, get the right kind of help and support from their therapist to be able to broach that conversation at that time in therapy when it's such a scary conversation to actually have to say, I'm done. Well, I think that that the the first step is that some people actually come to therapy because they don't know how to broach this subject. And so they they come to do couples therapy, hoping that they'll either find out that they can make their marriage better or that they, um, you know, that that they need to separate and that the, the spouse that doesn't want the separation can be helped. And I think one of the things that feels good to couples is to know there's somebody who's objective in the room that can help hold both of them during that process. So it's hard though. Also, Sorry, Jess. Go ahead. It's hard because I would imagine um, when couples come to see you, one is dragging the other there. One doesn't want it and the other does. And as we know, it only takes one person to get a divorce. You don't really need a team on board for, you know, let's, let's get this done. So the, the person who's, you know, speaking with you and encouraging this probably has had time to process and accept and choose or not choose to take responsibility, otherwise point blame. So how do you manage that? That's, you know, it's not fair to the other, to, you know, it's that other spouse who's kind of like, hold on, you know, this is way more than I'm ready for. Well, look, the process of therapy, no matter what, is that we are going to look at ourselves. And so I, as, as a couples therapist, always start by saying, my goal is not to keep you together or tear you apart. It's to find out who you are and what you want. And that's how, that is the process. So whatever the, you know, everybody comes to therapy. I, I don't know if 
you know, if you know this, but, or your audience knows this, but most people come to therapy wanting something. They have a goal. They have something that they want to get out of it. And for couples, one person wants the couple to be in therapy to either make things change, to make them better, or to pull out of the relationship. And they Mm -hmm. don't know how to do it. So um, what I do is facilitate their looking at themselves and the relationship and where they are in the relationship. And at a certain point, if somebody is entrenched, one of the members of the couple, and they're not going to change, then we have to look at what that means to the relationship. What do you mean by that? Entrenched and... and Well, if, if, if you're in a relationship with somebody, and, and again, remember that our relationships are formed by our early relationships and the things that are modeled for us. So many of us repeat our, the relationship our parents had in some ways, even though we don't want to. You know, the unconscious, if you believe in the unconscious, which I do wholeheartedly, is unconscious. So it's guiding us, but we don't really know what, what's guiding us. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, and personalities are personalities. So sometimes people will come in and they want their partner to change. I mean, it can be somebody who is being unfaithful and says, I'm not going to stop being unfaithful. I like fooling around. I want, you know, I, I, she's got to accept that. That's part of who I am. (laughs) Or he has to accept that. That's part of who I am. Or, but I mean, that's an an unusual example, but it happens. I mean, people want to, I, I want to control somebody will come in and say, well, he doesn't hang up his clothes and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. And I want him to do that because that's part of being married. And they don't want to change. They don't want to say, well, I, he says, I come, I come home. I'm tired. I, I, you know, I just want to sit down. I don't want to do the laundry. And one of the, they either have to find a compromise and a way to talk about it, which is really underneath all of it, or they don't, or they can't. So my question is, when you have people that come in, because as you've already established, people come in with some kind of um, a goal, maybe ulterior motive, you know, all under the, exactly, an agenda. That's the perfect word because it's not necessarily, doesn't have a negative connotation, but everyone has an agenda, um, presumably coming in with the idea of, is there a way to salvage this? Is there a way to make it work? Do you feel that... um, you often can tell, even though if that's what the partners are saying, that there's one partner who's kind of thinking, I'm really just here to kind of go through the motions because what I really want is to be able to get out in the end. Right. I, I, I think that, that I don't know that the moment they come in, if it's, a, if it's people that I don't know anything about, but my assessment, a couple of, of sessions in, I pretty much get a sense of what's going on. And, and, so- and, and, and let me say that sometimes some people will come in wanting to get a divorce. One person wants to get out of the relationship and they start to work on it and see that they don't want to get a divorce. It happens that way as much as it happens that people come in wow. to try to stay together and they decide that they can't stand each other. And, I, and lo- I love that. Together. 
people coming in thinking that they think it's over and then they realize they actually have the foundation and they have, you know, deep inside, like the same goals to be able to stay together, which is, that's awesome. So for the, but for the people who come in or who've worked through it, they've been in therapy for a long time, could be a year or more. And they, you know, have, have come to that place of acceptance when someone decides that they don't really want to work on it anymore. What is, what would you, what advice would you give to people in terms of what that process should look like? Do they then try to meet with their therapist alone and have that conversation? You know, you don't want it to be like you're plotting behind someone else's back. So I don't know what that kind of process would be like. Well, in couples therapy, at least the way I do couples therapy, I'm very clear that if, if I, if somebody tells, if we're meeting separately, so there's several ways to do couples therapy. Sometimes I will just meet with the couple. Each person in the couple might have their own therapist and I'm mm-hmm. just doing couples work. So in that situation, I'll refer them back to their own therapist. If I am the therapist and I'm doing couples work and I meet with each of them alone, the, the, I will tell them that what they tell me is part of the couple's work. Right. And if it's something they don't want brought into the, into the couple session and they, you know, they tell me that I'm not, I pretty much, I'm not going to keep that confidential because I am there for both of, for the couple, both right. of them. So I can't keep what they, you know, if somebody tells me um, t- that, you know, that they're having an affair or that they want out of the marriage, I can't do couples work with them if they're not going to bring that into the session, which will help them get out of the relationship really. Right. 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 Or at least move forward. Right. So that's how I do couples work. It has, that has to be up. If, if then they make the decision or they, there's a blow up, let's say, Sometimes the one person in the couple will want to stay in therapy and work that through. And sometimes they'll need a referral to go out away, you know, out of the couple session. And I'm not going to be the therapist that they're going to see. They're going to see somebody else to work through that. So it, there's so many different configurations of what will happen when they finally decide to, to separate, if they're staying in treatment with me and they have children, I'm a big believer that you've got to figure out a way to be, to co-parent. Mm. And that, that's often my, my agenda and my goal is to, to, they can separate, they don't have to hate, they, they may not like each other, they may not be able to sit in the same room with each other too long, but they have if they can be, um, if they can co-parent, if they can be civil to each other, it will, it will be very positive for their kids. It doesn't happen. I mean, I, it's my agenda. It's not how it often goes, you know, the, um, because children are pawns and, you know, it's, it's also the family and, you know, the reason I, I say I'm a family and couples therapist is because I really do look at the whole family. Even when I work with an individual, I'm, I usually will do a, a, um, a family tree mm-hmm. like, so that I know where they're coming from because it all, we repeat things over and over again. And so 
you know, there are all kinds of dynamics in families and in couples. And, and I'm sure you both know that kids get pulled in one direction or another. That, you know, they often feel like they have to protect their, if, if they're, the father is um, aggressive, they feel like they have to protect their mother or they identify with the aggressor. So, right. you know, there's always a, a, um, alliances in families and, well, and triangulation. The yeah. emotional component of divorce complicates everything. Exactly. It, it slows, it makes the process, in my experience, more expensive, longer than it needs to be. And as soon as you can kind of take the noise out, which I think is what the critical role that you serve for families and for couples is teaching people how to, how to either put the noise in a corner with a boxing glove or whatever, or run or right. hanging out with friends. Um, so that you can handle the business of the divorce, which would include your family and your children and your own life. But, you know, how do you temper or, or teach people, coach them how to manage the emotional part of it, which is especially for the person, you know, I'm the one who wants a divorce, but he's coming along with me. So we're in different places and then kind of managing where they are, you know, at that point in time when they come to see you and then also managing it for themselves. Like what, what kind of advice do you give for that? Well, <laughs> that's, a big I know question. it's a big question. <laughs> Look, there a is magic wand would be great. <laughs> yes. And, and I do keep one in my office. However, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, there's rage under all the rage is the emotion and what's going on in, you know, really psychodynamically um, for each person. But it's so hard to get past the rage. And, you know, that's my, that's the work. Now, mm -hmm. I, once the couple is in a rage, you know, they're angry and rageful at each other, they're not gonna do couples work pretty much. So I, I do think that that's a good time for each of them to be in their own in their own therapy with mm -hmm. their own therapist so they can start to look at how could they get past this rage. And I think, you know, there's a lot of tools. And TH, you, get, you talked about a lot of them. Exercise, um, punching, taking, you know, screaming, cursing. There's a lot of different ways to get out your rage, but you have to understand what, what's underneath it. And it's usually hurt. It's usually pain. Um, more often than not, it's, those are the two, the two big things is that mm -hmm. there's been so much pain created in, right. the, in, in the relationship. Right. Are there things? Did I answer? I, I'm sorry, Jessica. Yeah. Did I answer the question? Okay. And I was going to say, I mean, listen, I'm, I do boxing and I, you know, do different kinds of uh, activity that I think helps emotionally with so many different things. But are there, um, you know, tips that you give to people who come in if the, if you can tell that they're feeling enraged with kind of what's going on in their relationship and, and are having trouble getting into the mindset of being able to move past that? Are there any, um, 
simpler tips, whether it's journaling or yoga or, you know, mindful breathing or things like that, that you feel like actually have a tremendous impact for people or is that like not really going to help you kind of get to where you need to be? Well, I look, I think all of those things help you to deal with your rage. I, I, I think that it's according to how much the person is willing to look at their rage. I mean, you know, there are really good cognitive behavioral techniques, like looking at your thinking errors, looking at how to change the way you think about certain things. But none of that, you know, the problem with being a therapist, and, I, and I'm sure you both have heard the joke, it, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? One, I haven't heard it quite like that. <laughs> It, one, but the, the light bulb has to want to change, basically. <laughs> right. So that's the, that's the problem. It, if, if you, because sometimes the rage, it's what propels you to move forward as right. a person. So if you're not rageful, you're going to feel the pain. You're going to feel right. the hurt. You're going to feel the disappointment. You're going to feel the aloneness, the fear, the... So you don't, we don't want to feel that, you know, none of us do. We, we will do anything not to feel that. Mm -hmm. And so I think what happens, it, what, to answer your question, all of those things work, but the per, when the person is ready. And right. my job is, if they stay in therapy, is to help get them ready. It's, it's the reason that the process of divorce, that, you know, in, when they made the laws, they were thinking about, how people work in life. And the reason that it, what used to be 18 months before you could finalize a divorce was so that people had a chance to work through a lot of these feelings and get That's to right. where they could, you know, mm -hmm. where, where they could actually maybe talk to each other. Right. Be in a better place. I wonder if there's a point um, when you have your couples that come in, um, if there's sort of an indicator for you that is sort of universal, that when you kind of see this one type of behavior or another, or you know, some signals that you pick up on where you're kind of like, we're at the end of the line here. This is really fruit a fruitless exercise in terms of uh, trying to make it work because you can just tell for one reason or another that that they're not going to work. I wonder if there's anything that you can say for people out there who feel like they've been going through the motions in therapy for so long. Maybe they don't necessarily feel like they're making progress, but they're not sure, you know, where do I go from here? I'm not suggesting that you make a suggestion in terms of who should get divorced or not divorced, but I'm saying like, is there something that would be helpful for someone to think about when they're at a certain point in the process of which way, you know, the road ends here, which way am I going to go? It's, it, that's a, that's a hard question, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to give you an answer anyway. Um, I, I think that when you feel stuck, like things aren't moving, you're going every week and nothing is changing. It's a time to, to say what's happening in this therapy. And I think so many people, you know, people go to a therapist, like we, like when I was a kid, we used to go to doctors. We believed what they said. We never questioned a word they said. We just kept doing what they told us to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes therapists 
their agenda is to keep the marriage together when it when it shouldn't be when these two people can't be together right, right. and so it goes on and on and you feel stuck in that um i think that that as a as a member of a couple who's ready to leave and feels that the therapy is not working and not changing that's the time to say that in the couple's therapy that's that is the answer to your question is that you need to speak up. You need to say something's not right here. This isn't working for me. And I'll tell you why. And you have, that's brave. You have to be brave to do that. And you have to know that if you're with a therapist, you trust that therapist to be able to hold the session together and to hold you and, and your, the, your partner together. Right. I mean, that's the whole purpose of couples therapy in some ways is that the therapist can hold both of you and help you to work through some of these issues. Right. And it's a safe space. It should be at least. Right. Yes. And then what happens when they leave your office? Do you Between coach people on, okay, so we just, we just hash this all out today, good, bad, or ugly. And then if it's I ugly, you're going to go separate directions. If it's, I mean, is there any advice you give them once they leave? It's like, okay, great. Dr. Weissman just gave us all these great tips. Are we going to do this? Or we'll just see. Well, it, you know, it's according to, the, what, again, who the patients are. I mean, I give that, I, I often give homework assignments. People never don't do them. If they don't do their homework assignment, it tells me that they're not, you know, they're not right. ready to do that kind of work. Um, but if they've left the session angry, really angry, and sometimes, you know, you just can't stop that as much yeah. as I'd like to say, oh, I sum up every session and I try to make nice, nice people do leave angry. And I will say to them, if you're angry, don't talk. And, and I, I do feel this is important. Don't talk about what you talked about in the session when you leave, whether you're angry or not. You need to sit with it. You need to think about it. You need to figure out whether what you got out of it, and then the two of you can discuss it. Mm -hmm. I actually nice. give, I actually give out a little. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I give out a little handout about the rules of expressing anger. And that would be very helpful. Should, I was just going to say we should get a hold of that. If I'll we give can. you a copy. I'll give yeah, you a copy and share that, that with our. I Let's stole it from somewhere. It's probably plagiarized. So, I'll but <laughs> okay. But, but I will tell you that I think that there are four rules, and I think they really are very helpful. And one of them is when you're feeling so angry that you you can't listen, you mm. need to walk away and stop and say, "I'll come back and talk about it when I'm not so hot under the collar." Mm -hmm. And I do think that's an important thing, especially for divorced couples. Yeah. That, no, you, that you can't, once you're at that point where you're hating each other, you can't talk about it. You can't make any decisions. Walk away and come back when you're calmer and can talk about it. So that you're saying but, things that you've had time to process. You're not just acting on emotions and speaking right. from, that, from that, you know, scary place. Right. Because, you know, when we're angry, what the neuroscientists talk about is flipping your lid. And then when you flip your lid, basically you're, you're not, you don't have any, you're all impulse. Mm. There's, there's no ego covering over. And so that you're thinking about what you're saying and you're saying, 
you know, I, I'm going to be, um, I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings. You're just mm -hmm. spewing. Right. There's no filter. And, right. Thank you. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that we can walk away and figure out and process and get our filter back in place before we say things we don't want to hurt. I think know, that's great. Yeah. Words to live by. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, well, I feel like there's so much more to talk about, but we should definitely have you back for another episode because this is such helpful, useful information for everybody out there. And of course, the, you know, the conversation can go on and on because there are so many different ways and directions. And again, everybody's so different. So if there are people that are listening that are interested in reaching out to you directly, um, are you taking new patients and, and what would be the best ways for people to reach out to you? Well, um, I, <laughs> I'm only working virtually now, so I, um, I will take some new patients, but I, I'm not, I don't have that many openings. Okay. Um, I can give, I can certainly give you my, my phone number and my information or you, you know, and you can put it on the website. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. Well, thank okay. you so much, Dr. Weissman. We really you're, appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.